It might also be here. So on this the is a Saison Farmhouse Ale. Yeah, that comes in at 7.4. Wow, yeah, huge for a Saison. Yeah. All right, Dion, this yeah. is you and I. Let me tra- yeah. let me taste it. Well, I got I got some of the uh, the beer of the week, which is the Space Bar. Okay. Um, so the Space Bar was really. This is good. pretty good. It tastes like a really. It tastes like if you mixed. A wheat with an IPA. It's really good. Cool. So, uh, beer of the week is Space Bar from Microphone Brewing. Microphone, great brewery. It was a double IPA. Um, Which suburb? Uh, Wait, we were drinking a double IPA? Yeah. Oh. That's all we're doing today, Sean. So, I... You drink an 8.5? I'm coming up on 24 hours eating without eating. And you just pounded three beers at lunch at Monk's. Followed by a 8.5, followed by a bought a thousand dollars worth of suits. That's a true story. <laughs> yeah, I uh, there's a a men's formal wear place going out of business right by us. I lost a little bit of weight. None of my clothes fit me, so <laughs> I went in there. And what's great about it is the sales associate thinks I run this office. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Really? Oh boss. no! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, because oh, yeah. I've been in there a couple times. He's since been in here going, with a couple of us, just kind of like. And I've always been out. buying sports yeah. jackets yeah. and shirts, which I use like when I'm performing on stage. And I always tell you guys to go in there too. And it's, it, it's funny. What's funny about this guy is he looks like Mike from Breaking Bad. Like he looks like pretty tough, I would say. Yeah. But he then does. he has this super high pitched nasally voice. Yeah. So that's always interesting when you see a tough looking man. He does look with, like, like yeah. sort of a not yeah. tough voice. Not at all. Um, I bought socks from him once. That's about it. Super nice guy. Yeah. Howard is his name. Uh, great guy. Anyways, he was like, "Yeah, so I, I know you, and I appreciate you sending in your coworkers. Here. All your employees, they have to get yeah, suits. Yeah, your employees, but they obviously uh, they don't have the roles you have, so they're not buying. <laughs> I want to go in there and be like, Sean, if only you'd give me a raise, yes. I could <laughs> afford a nice suit like you do. I tell, I'm like Howard. The key to success is treating your employees like they're shit <laughs> that can easily be replaced. As you walk out of that store with uh, a rack, literally yeah, the a rack, rack on wheels, <laughs> and of I suits. tell them, and I yeah. love that I I walk back with a rack, and he thinks he just closed a deal with the biggest guy in the office, and I'm probably the lowest man on the totem totem pole here, and yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, not at all. I honestly thought you stole that from like a hotel. I thought he gave it to you because yeah, like Goodfellas, where you just yeah. fell off a truck, boys. Yeah, you buy, you buy four coats for everyone. Spend yeah. a thousand, get a coat rack. Just yeah. actually was trying on a fur coat, and I'm like, you got to get it. Like oh, it's hilarious, but man. like the thing, like uh, if you're a very busty woman, like a fur coat doesn't necessarily flatter you because it's also adding like all these other. Like she's like, no, I look terrible in it. I'm like, I was telling Elisa, I'm like, it's hilarious. You got to get it. When yeah. I get a sports coat, I have I have pretty broad shoulders. Yeah, but then they don't. The jacket doesn't taper right, and yeah, I'm yeah, short. Yeah. So it just makes me look wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack is never would, really a sport coat doesn't look good on me unless it's really tailored nice to, to you know. You'd probably get kicked out of your town if your wife had a fur coat though. Oh my god. You live oh, in Oak Park? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I I don't know if it was real or not, but you're totally right. Like yeah, oh, yeah. she would get area. something like a yeah, it, a bucket of red paint thrown on her. <laughs> 
walking on the street with a with a oh, fur listen, coat. Listen, motherfucker, I'm part of the mob. She's a mob <laughs> wife. Okay? I can have you taken out. Yeah, I could okay? have you taken out. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well. So you know what's weird about me though, Dia? It, it's interesting hearing your Italian body problems. Then I have the Irish body problem, which John, I don't know if you have this Irish body. Once I lost weight, I realized how enormous my head is compared to the rest of my body. <laughs> like, I think Irish people have the biggest heads in all the world. Like, I think we look like political cartoons. Well, I heard that about Bobble Brad heads. Pitt, by the way. Yeah. I heard that about Brad Pitt. Everybody says when they meet Brad Pitt, yeah. he's like, he's in good shape, but his head's fucking enormous. Like, they just... <laughs> I once read a theory that it was... Because gener- fetal alcohol syndrome actually makes oh, the head yeah, bigger. Sure, sure. And I once read a theory that it's generations of... Drunk Drunks. mothers <laughs> making our because like now that I've lost weight, I'm like, oh my god, my head has never looked this big in all my life. I've and, never noticed, Sean. That's well, no, I mean, no, but it's because you guys, you guys see me every day. It, it, it's like when you see a kid that you haven't seen in three months, you notice the changes. How do you look on uh, on camera though? Because the guy measuring me today was like, like he had an estimate on what I'd be, and he's like. He, he realized like, oh, you're a lot smaller than that. He goes, he goes, <laughs> Did he, he goes, it? he said, you have an actor's face. <laughs> Beautiful, big head, very easy to see from yeah. all over the room, <laughs> which is basically <laughs> what I'm saying. Nice. I have a huge fucking head, right. well, which is fine, you know. But I think Irish an, people. It's have an, an elegant been, way to say you have a big I'm an enormous fucking head. We head. always knew back in the day you'd be a big success in Hollywood. It was head because wise. of your big head. Yes. Head wise, yeah. <laughs> All right, on that, we are the Worldwide IT Guys. I'm Dion. John. Sean. Elisa. And we are here for, uh, please edit this in, Steve, podcast, podcast number, number 132. Hey, 55 I don't know. I don't know. Like that. I don't know. Um... So yeah, so that was fun. We also went to lunch with Jess today. That was a nice, yep, nice my little wife change. Joined. That, that was, was fun. great. Yep. Yeah, we had a good time. I was kind of hoping she'd come back and save the pod for us, but oh, she'd be great. She probably pod. would have, but she has to get back for the kids. Yeah, but, yeah. And then John bailed on us. I bailed. He's, I'm. He's, he's busy with. I'm in uh, detox here. for next week. Sort What's of. Next week, now, John? when's your official? You're allowed to drink up to within 24 hours. Of no, it, I'm right? sure. Uh, Monday at some point. I have no idea when. And what are you doing Monday? Having surgery. To if do John's what? up to it afterwards, I'm going to pick him up and take him to the brewery that is two blocks away. You're going to have to pour beer in his mouth for him, though. <laughs> I'll probably drool. That's fine. I will be kicked out, and they'll be like, yeah, that like, guy is He's been over I'm like, not true. No, not true. He no. just had a shoulder replaced, ma'am. Just the anesthesia. He's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, he's totally fine, ma'am. In fact, he's my designated driver because I am drunk. <laughs> he is stone cold sober. He's slurring words. He can't yeah. raise one arm. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, he's, he's got bandages, Just dropping glasses, There's blood all right. over his arm. <laughs> Ma'am, is my credit card good or not? By the way, uh, I thought you had the rack. Like uh, with the deposit, and that's why you left the card in the store. But oh no, y- no! When actually... I bought all these new clothes, I left my credit card in the store. So when I returned the rack that I I brought them all in here, he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you showed up. You left your credit card here." And Elisa thought it was a deposit for the rack, and I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> just straight up left it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save so much money today that just let someone else use um, it. So you have your surgery. I do. So how many days are you gonna miss, John? I will miss probably just Monday. 
Wow. It's that. You think you can use a keyboard and do your job with one I'm going to type for him. I'm going to type for him. Uh, I'm not going to be in the office. Oh, okay. But uh, I I want you to come in here, and I want to be your 1960s style secretary where you go, (laughs) dictate, and I start to... I'll, I'm willing to do that for you. Dictate all my emails. So what arm is yeah. it? Which left it's or right? It's my uh, right. Oh, my God. You write with that? You you mouse with that? You, I do, so I have to mouse with, with that? My... I mean, it's, hey, it's oh. a big deal. We can do that with either. Yeah. That's totally true. But then it's the stranger. Um, Now... We golfed last week, and you golfed a pretty good game. Like, yeah, yeah so it, about like, that. do you not just get enough torque out of it? Like, what's the so issue? So the, the things that hurt is are when I use my arm above my shoulder. Okay. So okay. motions up here okay. hurt. Okay. It's called impingement syndrome. Mm. Okay. So I have a bone spur that will be removed. And they're just going to whittle that down. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple other cartilage and just... Right. General cleanup. By the way, speaking of golfing last week. Yes. Yes. That was extremely fun last week. I don't know if you guys I had, had a blast. as much. As I don't know if you guys had. So time last week was the year, uh, the annual Port Sol Con, um, where we go up to uh, the the lake house. We have a great time. We golf. We drink. We play shithead. Um, our our host, who's not here today, is always the best. We have an amazing time. Everybody thanks him. Uh, thank you, Steve, for such a great um, couple days at your lake house. Um, but that golf course was so cool because it literally was closed for many years. It's mm-hmm. a very old golf course. It just reopened. It's a nine and dying golf course. Um, right next to a cemetery. Right next to the cemetery. And Did a, you guys see the country picture? Highway. Did yeah. you get to see the picture of Irk that I posted? No, no, I didn't see that. It one. was uh, somebody's last name was Burden. And he posed with a beer next to it, and I'm like, "Yep, that's you. You're a burden." <laughs> well, you know what's funny is we hit one, we hit one into the grass that went into the cemetery, and it ended up not being the ball we used. But you know, you're in the cemetery, you just read the block, yeah, that you're in front yeah, of. Yeah, sure. This dude, born in 1879, yeah, yeah. like lived to something like 150-year-old golf like, uh, a cemetery. Lived to something like 1969. Lived almost a hundred years. Amazing though. Fought in World War yeah. One, and we poured one out for him. Nice. Y- you know, we're like, yeah, nice. why not? I mean, because that's what I would yeah. want. We did. If I was buried in a cemetery, I would want people playing golf. And spilling and pouring beers out for me. We kept going into that, not on purpose, but we would suck at golf. Kept yeah, exactly. Balls into yeah. It. Nobody goes into the cemetery no. for no. strategy. No, no, like, no I'm yeah. going to hit it right off that. So we did the same thing. We saw all these old, you know, uh, headstones and we're like, man, this cemetery I is like 150 it. years old. So let, let's just, let's but, start from, from the beginning here. What beginning? So we, <laughs> When, when we select teams for golf, we have three captains. <laughs> yeah. The, the okay. three people that probably golf the most out of our group. Sure. Which They're is the best golfers. Year. Me, yeah. Dion, yeah. and Steve. Yep. And I pick the same team every year. You do. I pick Sean Flannery. Yep. Romy and yep. Doug. The least skilled <laughs> but most fun foursome <laughs> you can have on a golf And he course. has a good time. Yeah. And I knew that Sean, uh, Sean, before we left the house, his priority was... Okay, I need to get fill as many beers as I can in the yep. golf bags. Always do. I know. So I knew my bag was pretty full, and it I, was. I need people to help me. Mm-hmm. Now I heard on the golf course rumor that you only had like two in your bag. How did so, that which, and not your drivers, which was due to well, our good friend Ross. <laughs> if you're looking to get me upset, <laughs> which we are, we can yes. talk about the fact that this is a true story. So last year, if you guys remember. I'm using the restroom, mm-hmm. and Ross just fucking 
bashes down the door and is like, oh, I didn't know anybody was in here. Well, it's fucking locked and you could hear me pissing, yeah. yet you still came in. This year, as soon as I hop in the shower, he opens the door and goes, dude, we need the keys to your Camaro. I'm like, you couldn't wait 30 fucking seconds for me to rinse off? Like, what the fuck? So First of all, why, my... why do you have to shower for golf? He, oh, wow. That's a good, good follow-up question. I, no. had, uh, I also will say, in Ross's defense, that's actually my fault. I know. Because it, it, Ross is basically a big golden retriever where if you give him a sign, man. Go get those keys, boy. And I did tell him. I'm like, go, go. get his fucking keys. All right. We're so, gonna, like, so he just like, okay, no, okay. I'll, I'll tackle him in the okay. shower. Whatever okay. I need to do, boss. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I woke up with a little bit of allergy. I kind of had to shower it off. That's, I was a, that's only a hangover, do, Dion. I was only going to yeah. do. The rest of the world caused that hangover. <laughs> I do a little bit of allergy. My mommy used to always say, oh, I have a sinus headache <laughs> this morning. A little bit. Fell out of a window last night. Yeah. Had a All little right. bit of an allergy. All right. Well, <laughs> well you, a, I'm just going to start. You. I love that, that phraseology. I'm going to start using it. We, the rest of the world caused it uh, a hangover. Sure. Okay. Well, you... Didn't have to see Flannery come down the fucking stairs, fucking balls first. Uh, on Dion has thing seen yeah, uh, so. my testicles. Yeah, so I, I saw the I saw Flannery's WMDs. Hey man, right? it's all right. They're fixed. Those things can still They're produce snipped. kids um, after so, a vasectomy. Um, That's the real Irish deal, buddy. <laughs> There, there is a ladder that gets you up to the bunk beds, and he was coming down from the bunk beds. I didn't know anyone else. I thought you were about to fall off of that ladder, so I looked up and was well, like, "Hey, Sean, are you okay?" Kirby had finally stopped spraying Axe mean. body spray on himself, <laughs> so I thought it was unoccupied. It sounded like a bee farm for a little while, or it's just like this. Pss- it was like the whitest, and I'm like, "Okay, that's done. I'll go down." And then Dion saw. You know, you were the whitest. You, you saw blue moon, like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. ghost in boxers yep. coming down the ladder. And I, all I wanted to do was make sure you didn't fall on me. And when I looked up Never at the would. wrong time, it was it was horrible. <laughs> so meanwhile, next day we wake up. I take a shower. I'm um in the shower. Ross opens the door because that's what he does. No matter what I'm doing, I'm in the bathroom. He likes to just fucking open the door. And he's like, There's I need no the embarrassment. Key. Need yeah. the keys to your Camaro. Your Camaro. And I'm like. You're gonna fucking ruin my car. Perfect I, golf yeah. car. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't take it to go. Topless Camaro. <laughs> and seats two and nothing seats, else. Seats two. So the trunk in the Camaro, as you're alluding to, is very small. So what I do is I have to take out the drivers that I have, and I bring all my drivers because everybody has fun with my drivers. But you guys grab my bag, forget half of my clothes. Everybody is. You, That's another great potentially sexual phrase. Everybody has fun with my drivers. You all have fun with my yeah. woods. And we do, yeah. You have fun with my woods. But the problem is, you you originally did pack my golf bag with a ton of beers. I did not. This was all Ross, but go ahead. And then, <laughs> when we get to the golf course, and there's shifting of mm-hmm. uh, carts and teams and clubs and everything, and I'd realize I have half a bag of clubs. For for some reason, we ended up with four stouts. What I love about Ross is and that's Ross, it. Yeah, Ross put about 30 beers in your bag. When we arrived, he decided to distribute them to other teams and then also 
take out Dion's drivers. <laughs> so he fucked them at two levels. Unbelievable. He, no, his drivers were in the back seat. He left them in the trunk, yeah. so I didn't have them. And it then I so had no funny. beers, and then we're like, what the fuck? He, he, I have half the clubs, I have no beers. Although, What's I think going they all here? ended up in Steve's bag, because we drank all our beers. Yeah. Yes. In a Steve bag's... There weren't many, many beers. So where the fuck did, what did Ross do? We with had this? only cans. I think you drank them all, Sean. And uh, no, I didn't. I didn't drink that much. So, um, but I, but I just loved I, when you're hyperventilating that your clubs were not in your bag. You I were a little upset. upset. You were a little Sean's upset. Sean's like, well, why the fuck did you bring your Camaro? <laughs> That's the question. It doesn't fit golf clubs. Good point. Good point. Well, I didn't want to drive, but then I ended up driving, so that's another story. We um, go to the, the, the nine and dine. We have a great time. And the best great part time. about that course is we were the literally the only people on that course yep. all day. We spent as we spent almost five hours golfing nine <laughs> holes, nine hole. having one appetizer, one or two beers, mm-hmm. and then we headed off to Tapestry. And we spent five hours on a golf course for nine holes. And to be honest with you, it was great. We had we had oh, an amazing a time. I love that place. I would go back to that golf course every year. I, I that think that be the was official the course. consensus. Yeah, That's it was what just. We'll do. And you know the funny. And thing we'll is, just have lunch there next time. We we tried to split it up, which didn't work. So right. I well, shared I shared with a couple friends that I went to this golf course that was kind of so compact. It was a short short courses, narrow fairways, no water. No, it was uh, most of them were about 150 yards. Yeah, 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 up and up and down, just two long holes the entire time. And they basically were like, oh, that thing sounds like it was built on a landfill. <laughs> oh, it might have been. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but, you know, to kind of fill in the land and all that stuff. And uh, anyways, it was, a, it was a fun course. We had a good time. If you're ever in uh, LaPorte and La you're at the Port, Nine and Dine. LaPorte, Indiana. Uh, yeah, you was should it stop by. Was it New Carlisle? Because I thought it was funny. The, the, the guy that works there, his name was John. He was oh, a nice guy. Been. We were he totally, from the he, super nice. He guy. totally helped us out, and he was like just New wanting Carolina. to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah, and he was asking us where you guys are from. We're like Chicago. We have New York. Hong Kong. We have you know Singapore. Singapore. We have South yeah, America, Colombia, everywhere. Like, yeah, not yeah. My normal crowd. He, he's like, "What the hell are you doing in New Carolina?" <laughs> he was just shocked. Shocked at the diversity that we brought. Buddy, we're golf. worried about global warming, and we think you're going to become Al the big golf is course. probably the first person from Singapore to play the the nine and nine. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to go out on a list. Surprised they have him sign something um, on the walls. I get a picture of him on the so, walls. So we had a good time at the golf course, just to kind of recap the lake events. We ended up at um, Tapestry for, for uh, a Beer. meal and some beers yeah. where we, we loaded up some growlers. And then we headed, headed back to the lake house, um, did a little booze cruise, and then ended up going to dinner that night at, and for karaoke. Um, at at the old Monroe's Crossing, which is yep. of of legend and lore, which we've talked yep. about numerous times. Um, and uh, you, we, we you, were you we had were, to change, buddy. We I, actually, were, of all, actually, as I think about this, of all the stories, this is probably the most consequential one because <laughs> Monroe's had shut down their their docks. Yeah, it was. The it's the season. end of season. They, well, actually, they didn't open at the season, but the other docks that were open were closed. Yeah, and there were no so room it was for an interesting business decision that they made. But anyways, so Steve had to beach the pontoon. Okay, and Dion jumps out and he sort of helps as it's fully beached, and then he gets on the kind of like concrete dock, and then Ross and we're still like I I'd say a good two three maybe even more feet away. 
Ross, who we all know is a former potential Olympic Leaps fencer, like a gazelle. Great athlete, just leaps over. And I remember Aaron going like, okay, so we're just all going to do that? We're just all going to do? We're all going to leap like Ross? And yeah. I go, well, well, let's see what the normal person can do. And as I do that, Dion tries to re-enter the boat. Well, I tried to help pull the boat closer. Almost to show what the point-counterpoint <laughs> is. Falls into the water ass first, Down. and the boat almost overtakes him. Down. And and Aaron is like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> now that we see a normal person just falls in the water. And it's funny. Like, so we all do what we do. We start laughing. And Ross, so I guess Ross had a better perspective, and he was really worried, like, you hurt your pelvis or something. Pelvis so, is fine. So Ross goes, don't laugh. I think he's actually hurt. We start laughing even harder. <laughs> you are starting laughing. As drunk here. assholes do, you uh, yeah. as, as, yeah. as would yeah. one, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you actually got up. You you seemed... So it might I don't know I don't know if it's adrenaline or drunkenness you seemed 100% fine. I actually was 100% fine. The problem is I did not know and I don't know why you would do this. They had a metal plate on the floor bed of the lake That's what area. you slipped on. So it's metal covered yeah. in algae and moss oh, yeah. that I slipped on and and the only thing I was trying to do was move the boat closer to the dock so mm-hmm. that people could make a Ross like gazelle leap from boat <laughs> to dock. So that Steve could go back. I don't realize what I'm standing on. Fall. Literally. I mean, I hit my ass hard, but I'm fine. And got back up. There was up. luckily enough water that I think it Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly wasn't yeah. hurt at all. Steve was really concerned. I did not hit my head. I just fell on my butt. So it comes down to allergies and Phil- physically algae on the dock. Yeah, yeah. physically not <laughs> All your weaknesses start with the the A. Emotionally scarred for life, physically fine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but these people are strange because everybody inside the bar uh, start to reaching toward the window and start to watching at us and like. Yeah, they were like, "Where is this? What's this boat doing?" And like, I'm sure the music stopped. Are they coming here and whatever? And when we enter, originally they they staring on us. No words said. Totally. Like, uh, they are here. But at and least also... Then oh, after no, that, ahead. after that moment, very weird moment that, uh, okay, we went to our table, and they continue with a normal life. Yeah. Nobody say, oh, did you have a problem with the boat? Yeah, Do you yeah, want yeah. to park well, the boat? So, so later on, the, basically, the, 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 whole, the whole 360 view of this situation was, we, we boated up. We tried to throw an anchor around a light pole. <laughs> that didn't work. Steve said, pull it back. I say, okay, fine. Let's just all get out and go. People are going to jump from boat to dock. I try to get it closer. I fall. I get soaked. Everybody gets out of the boat. We, Steve and I get back in the boat. We go back to the house. I change. We decide, you know what? To be honest with you, it's safer to just drive two cars. <laughs> oh, you guys drove back? <laughs> and we drove back in two SUVs. Oh, that's funny. Went back to the to the karaoke night. Had a great time. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of just did our karaoke night. We didn't have any uh, crazy uh, dinner stories like we did last year with Kyle or anything. Um, but we did have one funny karaoke story. Irk... Um, 
got up and sang a police song, uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me. You know that song, John? Yes. He's Don't Stand So... Great song, yep. Don't Stand So Close to Me. It's yes. a very animated song, by yes. the way. So, Ert gets up there, knows the song, is doing well, and as he is about a minute into Don't Stand So Close to Me, there is an attractive blonde woman who has been getting increasingly drunk by the minute. I'm not even going to say by the hour. She's there with her boyfriend. They're drunk. They're grinding. They're getting dirty. She's having a great time. And she decides to grind, literally, some old dude sitting right in front of Irk. Oh, that's funny. As he's singing Don't, Sing, Don't Stand So Close to Me, we have, we have some pretty good pictures of that, uh, where this chick is, is lap dancing right in front of Irk as he's trying to karaoke. And mm-hmm. and he just looks up and he and he like sees that the whole pack of us in the back of Monroe's and he's just like, Don't stand so close to me as this chick is like literally you know, X rated dancing. Doesn't this happen to us every year where someone gets a little little f- Yeah, there's certainly Yeah. So someone for a local person sees a big group from out of town. Yep. And Weird couple s- dynamics starts uh, starts getting a little frisky with us. Yep, they're probably thinking this is my only way out out of this place. You know, they think or to start something alive with my boyfriend before we get in a fight. Ex- I, I want to have makeup sex tonight. I, so I, I thought this year was actually goading people into a fight, but yeah, um, well, I, I was, totally agree. She was grinding on the Sling Blade Brothers. It was weird. Like she was dirty dancing. The they, had, they had a weird dynamic. Um... Everybody in the bar, including our team, was essentially like, dude, you have reached the point where if you don't take her home now, you you won't be able to take her home later. So, well, but maybe that's you know. a goal. I mean, you yeah. know, I don't know. It was really crazy. Um, but that was that was pretty much the standout moment of the karaoke night. Irk singing um, and, and the lap dance happening in front of him. So um, there's some good pictures of that. Maybe um, if you're lucky enough, you'll get to see them. Um but that's pretty much that was pretty much the the end of it. We did a bunch of uh, card games. We had a good time um, Saturday morning. I don't think I've ever had as much bacon as I've had in those two two breakfasts that we did. Um, and uh, the weather was great, so we had a good time. Um, the I think the Port Sulcon meetings went well. Um, we did do uh, from the Lake House last week post uh, significant meetings, and then we had kind of had some fun and, I got, and brief chat stuff. But uh, if you don't mind, yeah, I, I, I mean, I want to interject. If you don't mind, kind of like quasi chaining, uh, changing the topic. But uh, we've been talking about beer and getting drunk a lot, and I was telling you earlier at br- uh, lunch about founders, which was something I wanted to. Get yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, rope that and in, and I, yeah. I apologize if I'm changing too fast. But I thought this was. It's kind of cool to see the way in the Trump era, the way companies are deciding if they want to make a stand or not. And um, so there's a, a Michigan governor's race, and apparently the Republican candidate is, like, super vocally uh, homophobic. Oh. Like, doesn't believe in gay marriage, doesn't actually even believe in hate crimes against gays. In other words, if you were to kill a gay man because you thought he was gay, you would just be charged with straight-up murder. Anyhow... The Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce, Commerce, where Founders is located, endorsed him for a candidate. And uh, there's this amazing tweet that Founders did 
This morning, where they withdrew their membership from the Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce, they're one of the biggest employers in Grand Rapids, and they said, we're not going to support somebody that's that. If if you're going to support somebody like that, like we were here for business. If you're going to support somebody over those weird social issues, we're not part of it. And I thought that was great. That's awesome. Yeah. We need more of that. At this point, and you know, for that to and happen, they make amazing beer too. I mean, founder, I mean founders actually. Crazy. I mean, it's a huge chunk of the the Grand Rapids exactly. Community. Like, I mean, like that's have not a, a small company. They have a lot of pull. Exactly, I mean, exactly. Yes. Like, and I think that's great to see. I mean, they have to be one of the biggest employers in that city. Oh, absolutely. And, and if yeah. if they were to leave Grand Rapids and pull every other brewery that I'm sure has their back, yeah, that exactly. city would be. I mean, over. I mean, that's the only reason why. It hasn't gone to shit is because the the beer scene there is so huge and people exactly. go there. Exactly. Yeah, so, I, I think it's so cool. So tonight, buy a Founders, please. Totally <laughs> drink a Founders. Um, it does say that the Grand Rapids Chamber is also known as one of the most influential business organizations in all. Would of you know what? So Grand Rapids so is super. Huge. That's where Bet- yeah. Betty DeVos is from. Yeah. The whole yeah. DeVos. Yeah. Gerald Ford is from there. It's a super Republican stronghold, and I think Founder, in some ways, they remind me of a bit of you, John. Okay. Where it's sort of the classical conservative mode. You, you know, like Grand Rapids is like, we like small government. And that's all, like, totally legitimate. But once you go crazy, they're like, okay, boy, that's a little too much. Yeah, right? you're, you're you impacting know, yeah, yeah, yeah. liberties and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's not that's what we ever sound, signed never, up for. Never yeah, a yeah. part of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> Pretty crazy stuff there, um, but yeah. If uh, founders, we didn't have a founders at lunch because they didn't have one on tap. But uh, they did not. We, we had some were, good beers. We though, were yeah. looking for one. Um, uh, speaking of drinking, um, we kind of have a story about middle aged drinking. John, Sean, did, did you want to recap that story? Well, what was I that posted one? it, but well, that was John's. Story. Oh, John, yeah. but go, go ahead, go ahead and, no, no, and no, 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 no. post it. No, well, uh, well. So um, they're concerned about their reputation, middle age. I believe, and if you want to take over, John, please do take over. But I, as I recall, it was that middle aged drinkers don't stop drinking because of health fears, as uh, scientists suspected that they would do as they gain yes. gained age. It's more. That they're worried about quote childish behavior and embarrassing themselves. Uh, yeah, responsibilities. So the the title of the article is "Middle Aged Drinkers More Concerned About Reputation Than Health Risks." Yes, study says exactly. Which so, I I consider to be the greatest proof that I am not middle aged. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I am not worried about the health. Do you consider well, yourself older or younger? I'm younger. I think oh, of that. Yeah. Because I'm not worried about the health. So I guess the the other uh, classification that would be, um, do you have responsibilities? Because yes. you know, if, if you are void of responsibility, then you don't really give a shit. So well, I mean, you, I think that's where Jess steps in. And you really could also have responsibilities, weight, so. and, you, well, and, and I would say I satisfy my responsibilities. <laughs> it's a question of just yeah. like a lot of it. Like, like I think the point of that article is like. A lot of middle-aged people are like, oh, I'm not comfortable going back to work looking the way I looked that day, so I have to quit drinking. Yeah. Whereas I'm like... And we don't care what I'm you look like show here, up. so yeah, one yeah, less yeah. thing for you there. So okay. I don't mind yeah. looking childish. Yeah. 
Uh, well, not in all those suits. You won't look childish. I'm gonna look great, guys. You're gonna look great. <laughs> That's gonna help. You, you guys are gonna start giving me status updates. You're just gonna <laughs> assume you report to me. Are um, you are are you changing your job title now? I will. Okay. I will. I'll change it all. <laughs> so essentially, it's not about health. The big it's more about perception. It was essentially, what drinking for middle-aged drinkers, it comes down to perception. Well, as opposed to and health. then what I think is very interesting about that is like you're. You choose when to quit drinking. Like, you're in charge of it, is what that article is saying. It's like either you decide that you're going to look bad or you're worried about the health risks. Like, it's very interesting to me. Well, of course, all these studies happen over in England. Where yeah. And do you know what I did find? Like, like, realistically speaking, if we're really getting into the science of this, when I did the show Drunk Science, none of these studies are peer-reviewed. Oh yeah, yeah. None of them are conclusive. Like it's just nobody one person, knows one researcher that. Yeah, yeah and it's because legitimate scientists don't want to even touch drinking with a ten foot pole. But it is like kind of interesting, and I like I though I will say on whole I would agree with that. You know, I mean a lot like like my wife will tell that to me all the time where I just get really drunk in front of her neighbors and she's like, "You got to quit drinking like that," and you say, "No, babe." Well, I just say I don't care about them. <laughs> like, and I don't know if that makes me sound mad. Do you guys ever say that to your wife? I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what he thinks about me. No, uh, no, not usually. Uh, you know what? I think I've said that more in the past two years than I've ever said in my previous 42. So, um, yeah, I think that may come with age. No, but if she says, like, oh, I like, I, I think they think you're a drunk, I'm like, I don't, I, I just don't give a fuck. I mean, she doesn't call me a drunk. She just has said something that I'm loud or whatever, and yeah. I go, I don't care about who what. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't think I've said that more though. Like I would care if my wife if time, my so. wife had a complaint against me, yeah. I would care. Well, like sure, I would sure. listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if strangers, like I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, them. she's yeah, interpret- yeah, yeah. interpreting yeah, yeah. what other people are doing, and yeah. you're just kind of like, yeah, but I don't care. Then that's different. And I, I. Again, I don't think I've ever been more I don't care about what they think than in the past couple of years. So, um, it's a good a good Zen zone to get into. It is. It is. I you know everything in in moderation. Balance. What should we talk uh, about next? Balance yeah. and whatever. Well, I thought maybe we should dip into a little bit of a little bit of tech. We had I had a couple. Um, I had this Fortnite article which I thought was hilarious yes. about um, about. How people are claiming that Fortnite is the reason why they're getting divorced, um, among other reasons, but Fortnite was kind of like listed as a category which could be classified in a divorce rate in the UK specifically. What an insane Fortnite! Could you imagine? I could understand if you were allowed to marry at twelve, how twelve-year-olds could get divorced off. Could you imagine at our age getting divorced off Fortnite? If you had told anybody... Or any video game. Any video game. Yeah. Yeah. If you had told anybody in their middle age that a video game was going to be the reason why you were going to get divorced. So, Elisa, do you... Have you tried it yet? I've played Fortnite. Elisa, do you or Fernando, do you guys play video games? Uh, Yeah, but separate. But do you think... he, He plays... Chess online. That will be like a video game for him. Has it ever been a relationship problem? No. Yeah. I just don't... I, I don't understand how we have we have our time for playing mm-hmm. and we play our own games and then we do things together as a couple. You're adults. 
Yeah. Yeah, we consider ourselves adults. I mean, yeah. I, I've there seen are, I've seen how addicted like a nine-year-old is, but they're nine years old, so they really have no self-control or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. When, when it's an addiction, it's a problem. Well, they also, yeah. you know, so this amazing article about Facebook in the New Yorker that I've been talking about a yeah. lot in the yeah. office, but they talk about how a lot of these modern apps are designed as basically to become addictive. Mm-hmm. So like Fernando plays chess. That's a classical game. That is not really designed to become addictive. No, you play it when well, you play it. You're all in he, when you play it. And he then... gets sort of addiction because he's very competitive. That's more his personality, he, though, probably. he wants to be the best of the best, and he well, usually he, gets challenged. And yeah. when he loses, he wants to play again sure. to get better. But Sure, but playing again is practice for the next thing. It's not like a lot the of game isn't designed games to keep you... Like, you have to check in either hourly or daily yeah. or weekly to yeah. get you to continue. To yeah, be and, and the no game addictive and, game yeah. like chess has has a clear winner or winner loser. Or lose. mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas the addictive games are just trying to make you level up and not even about winning or losing. And it is yeah. this crazy yeah. thing where like it, it's sort of like I recommend to everyone to read the New Yorker article on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg because in my opinion it's the scariest thing I've read in the last few years. Really? The, it's yeah, so weight, scary. The weight that they hold in our And how closely lives. they're working yeah. with psychologists yeah. on a, on how making it addictive yeah. <laughs> and how they don't give a fuck. That's the scariest thing. So, yeah. like, we have fake news, and I'm only going to talk about this for a few seconds. Well, actually, I don't think I've talked about it in this pod, so I'm going to talk we about it now. You can go into it, yeah. So, we had a problem in our last election with uh, Facebook distributing fake news but and we have to deal with that in America but apparently what we're dealing with is nothing so facebook in india facebook itself has had the country of india has had to shut the internet down over 70 times over racial riots that facebook has started wow so basically these uh, re- religious zealots are saying this person raped someone yeah. in an area that they know will start a riot. Yeah. And it's scary as shit. And then in this New Yorker article, they're confronted with this. And Mark Zuckerberg is like, I don't consider that a problem. It is so scary that Facebook is it is ruining countries and they don't care. It is a, it's I think if you're listening, please read the New Yorker article. Yeah. It's, I think it's called Can Mark Zuckerberg Save Democracy? And you come away thinking it's gonna ruin, it's gonna ruin the whole world. Like it is, um, it's an amazing article. Um, and it's really, really unsettling. Yeah. But the other yeah. thing to go back to the point we were talking about is how closely they work with psychologists on addictive behaviors. Mm. And they really game it all. And they called it dark patterns where they realized you only log in so often if you only see your cousin getting married. But they realized if they amped up your weird Trump-loving cousin that you disagree with, you would actually log in more often and engage more. So they like, have adjusted... Like a, a- a valve uh, to to release pressure. Or yes, something? exactly. So they they 
So Facebook basically said, we are very comfortable making you angry in your day-to-day life Cause you're more if it makes you log the, in more often. The more frustrated you are, more the more mm-hmm. logging they They, they don't care about making you more happy. They only care about you logging in more. And that's so, like a really scary... Here's, here's the crazy thing that I read, though. So there was a big meme that went around Facebook on social media that said that Facebook's new algorithm only limited you to two dozen friends in your feed. And the two dozen friends were going to be mostly people that you would react to, whether they were negative or positive, right? So they're just going to pick the people that you always will respond to, people you hate, people you love all the time, right? Snopes said, nope, this is false. We've confirmed this. We talked to Facebook. They don't do this. Um But the idea that they can and probably do it to a limited degree, maybe they don't limit you to 26 friends that you see in your feed, but they do do the social engineering that says, well, he reacts more to things that he doesn't agree with, so we're going to show him that stuff (laughs) from his network, is still a true fact that does exist, whether they limit you to 26 friends or not. So the Snopes article basically says we, you know, we can confirm they don't do this, but it doesn't mean that they haven't stopped completely trying to put things in front of you that you respond to, whether it's an ad for something or whether it's a friend or a foe, if you will. Yeah. You still anything you will respond to, they want to put in front of you. They want the click because they get paid for the click. Of course. And that's how that's how yeah. Facebook and social media works. So, but that was a big that was a big Snopes article that that. Um, had to go around over the past month about Facebook um, that, you know, I kind of read about and, and we went into. So, we um, Well, this what, morning I heard in the news that someone was playing uh, Pokemon Go, which is a game that is uh, has been decreasing their uh, the popularity lately. Mm-hmm. I don't f- see many people playing it now in the streets, but... These two guys were going to catch the same Pokemon, and because one picked it before the other, uh, the other uh, uh, punching the face to the guy who oh took the God. Pokemon. It's like God. crazy. <laughs> yeah, how could you ever, <laughs> in real life, punch someone over? Yeah, yeah, that's that Pokemon was mine. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All right, Dan. What else you got? Well, in the game realm, I just wanted to bring up that that, uh, and we've kind of dipped into a little bit of politics. We usually don't, but this is a game. Not the uh, this is not a game. The game that Samantha B uh, trivia thing, which is trying to get. Oh, um, I love Samantha B. So what she did, and and um, what she did was, is she's like, I want to get people to go out and vote because it's kind of important. So we're actually gonna put some money behind this. Uh, TBS is, you know, giving us, you know, some cash. So they created an app, which is a trivia game, which is based around the fact that you are asked questions and the answers are essentially like the most realistic, the most horrific answer you would think. Like, uh, how many people voted in the last election? 40%, 46 percent, 42%, 100%. And you answer it, and it's like, oh, my God, can you believe that? And she pops back up and says, no, you're wrong. You know, 42% of America voted in the last election. We don't even get as much. And she tells a bunch of jokes, and and it's a thing. And the whole idea is you can actually win money in this game, which is kind of funny. Um, But it actually educates you in like the the political atmosphere that we have today. Um, It just came out like in the past week. 
It's a big hit on um, the app stores, both uh, and uh, Google Play and iTunes. Um, it's getting a lot of buzz. Um, I expect to see it on like the morning and the the nightly news shows very soon. But um, Samantha Bee's done a, a kind of a cool job of creating an app to create buzz around political activism, um, yet making it funny and actually giving people real life chances to win some some cool cash. Um, I've seen it; it looks cool. The app actually works well. Um, I haven't played around the interface too much. I haven't gone too deep into, you know, like dialing it in and, and betting and stuff like that. But um, uh, it looks very cool. So I just, you know, as we were talking about tech stuff, I wanted to throw that out there. If you haven't seen um, This Is Not A Game, The Game, check it out, uh, install it, maybe play a little bit, see if you can win some cash, um, and then maybe learn a little bit. So, And then let us know what you think, if you think the app is uh, fun or just some uh, political propaganda. Um the other technology of the week that I thought was really, 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 really cool, um, besides all these games and, and the other things, um, the Weather Channel had that storm surge graphic. And I think Doug, front of the show, shared yeah, the storm surge thing. So I watched the video, and if you haven't seen the storm surge uh, like graphic, it's like kind of like a hologram on TV, um, similar to the way CNN did a lot of the po- political crap and the way we've seen Tupac over the years and, and all that bullshit. Um, we have seen um, just recently how, uh, what's the hurricane hitting the Carolinas? Francis? Florence. Florence. Francis. Francis. Well, um, sorry, enough. Uh, so Florence is hitting the Carolinas and the East Coast, and um, the storm surge 3D effect that the Weather Channel did was they had the woman on set with the green screen around her, but it superimposed what three feet of water would look like if she was walking down the streets of North Carolina, what six feet of water looks like, what nine feet of water looks like. And it basically shows you, you might be able to walk or run away from three feet of water. You are in serious jeopardy at six, and you are almost nearly dead at nine feet of water. Like, you're not going to be able to survive. And that's what she was explaining. And it showed, like... You know, three feet of water with shit running past her legs, six feet of water, there's fish swimming around her. At nine feet of water, there's boats, cars, houses, trucks, shit running you over in water at nine feet of water. And you're nine feet of water, like. Yeah. It's. I mean, you're, you're on the, the second story floor, of a floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're on the like, second story of a house. Building. It'll in a building. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I honestly felt like the, the graphic that that the Weather Channel was using for the storm surge, um, which is essentially the most horrific part of a hurricane where it's deluging water onto your area. You have no control. Nobody can stop it. Nobody is around during that point. Nobody should be around during that point. But the people who decide to, I'm going to stick it out because of, um, are in, in the most jeopardy. I honestly believe, this is a true statement, I honestly believe, and there are these stats that maybe back this up later, that that single graphic, if anybody saw it, saved lives because you were you would be scared shitless. It, it, it if you showed were North Carolina, the danger better. Yeah, people don't get how damaging water is. Well, I do, but we can go into that. Well, you know yeah. what a lot of Americans don't know is like a ton of weight, which everyone know everyone knows is a ton. Yeah, 
But I think like how they agreed on a ton, and maybe Elisa, you can correct me as somebody that's more metric. I think a ton is just a cubic yard of the weight of water. I, I think that's what a ton is. And people don't understand how heavy water is. And like something like three inches of moving water, there's no way you can stand in three inches of moving water because of how heavy it is. Well, you can try in a, a try to walk on on a river with yeah. a very full uh, current, current yeah. Yeah. or trying to the uh, to challenge the sea yeah. when the sea has a lot of waves. Uh, water can move you, and if uh, oh, that yeah. that is not even covering your whole body. Exactly. Ima- imagine yeah. if you are in I know the middle of a when lake. We go go fishing we stand in waist deep water and when the tide is going past us really fast i mean it will literally oh god yeah just yeah at waist throw I you mean, it's three and, you're not I yeah mean, you're moving you're not you're not oh yeah absolutely that. it's so, hard to stand up sometimes i mean like water is fucking heavy like yeah like, and it, it is so i mean water it, it's it's hilarious when they do like tensile strength like water is something like only half as strong as concrete and, like it's amazing how heavy it really is i mean just to touch on it briefly my um my the house that i grew up in flooded twice we had 10 feet of water in our basement twice over a eight-year period and it was due to infrastructure and sewers and bullshit like that you know 100 year floods all that crap but 10 feet of water in your basement can do structural damage to your house and it it ruined everything in our area. We had CNN cover our house and our flooding in the Midwest in um, in the late 90s, and it was it was a thing. So I have experienced flooding and the damage the water can cause firsthand. But I will say this: um, it's nothing compared to what the hurricanes have brought to Houston uh, last year and to the the Carolinas and Virginia this year. Um, it that is just some crazy shit. Um, but the technology that they showed, I honestly believe, saved lives because there's tons of people that say, I want to stick this out. It's just water. I'll survive it. And then you see that graphic where it's like, dude, at six feet of water, you're swimming with the fishes literally. And at nine feet of water, you're you're struggling to breathe. And yeah, breathe. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was huge. Um, it, I think it's un- it was actually underscored greatly in our media. Um, but I saw that, that article... Uh, that link that was shared, I read the, I saw the video, and I thought that was amazing. So um, I think we need to do that more often. Is basically say, and that was a great use of technology. Fuck those elections where they're showing like I'm virtually standing in the middle of a blue or a red ocean, and this is what's going to happen. It's like fuck politics. But for a real life weather situation, I thought it was great. It it actually scared the shit out of me, and I wasn't even close to the Carolinas. So if I had actually lived there, that would have been reason for me to get the fuck out of there. And that was. Three or four days before the actual nightmare uh, occurred for mo- most of those people, so um, so that so anyway, so that did happen. Um, uh, as far as tech shit, I think that's all I've got for tech shit. Um, anybody else have a tech story? If not, I think we'll move on to, to a vendor we got scum. A, we got a good vendor know. scum. We got a really good vendor scum to, to you, close Jen, it up. I uh, you. Which one's this? Uh, the ad advertising lady. Uh, the journal. Do you remember that? 
I didn't send that one in, did I? No, I sent it to you. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember. You were in a meeting, so you may not yeah, remember Yeah, I don't know if I have, have that It one. was a great vendor scump. So basically, uh, I think I think she is the editor of Ad Age, and she did a tweet like, don't do this, in terms of vendor scump. Don't do this. And this vendor sent her an email. She's like, haven't heard from you in <laughs> four months. Miss you. So since you never reply to me, I'm just going to treat this as a daily diary. And this is like she has a, a a copy of this email. It's hilarious. Oh my god! So she's like, so had to walk the dog today. Let's be honest, it's not my dog. It's the roommate's <laughs> dog. And she does like seven items of this, and then she just says, "Never contact me again." <laughs> oh my god! And I love that as a vendor scum thing where you just treat it as your personal blog yeah do you still have it no well i think i basically said the oh whole okay thing, but yeah 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 but I'm, that's I'm, interesting I'm, that's an interesting theory in that you might not delete it because you want to see what crazy fucking shit this woman you know records in her diary um so i got i got one today from i get the, this person all the time and it's from a company that fixes broken links Okay. I'm not sure if you got this one, but no, uh, no. The, the subject was the most embarrassing data migration ever. And it says, hello, John. My spreadsheets are giving incorrect results. My documents links are broken. Data is missing from my documents. Here are some of the common complaints that have come to help desk with a m- data migration. So this woman, her entire company, but then she gives me the whole kind of multiple choice questions, which is, Yes, send me the, the the white paper or you know basically C don't ever contact me ever again. So I will, <laughs> okay I will respond with C don't ever contact me ever again. But anyway, that's all I got. It is hilarious, you know. Anyone anyone else? Uh, I don't know anything more. You know, you? The vendors have been. Um, I will I will almost bet thousands of dollars on the fact that all of our phone numbers have been sold. You still say of, that. One of our vendors. Here's why. Here's why I can guarantee that's fucking happened, and it pisses the fuck out of me. In the same day, within two hours, I got a phone call from uh, – and did I play this for you guys? It was a fucking phone call that said, this is the U.S. government. We are suing you. We have been trying to contact you. You have not contacted us. You are going to get sued. And it came through my fucking cell phone and my – Business office phone, which is Skype for business, in within three hours. Skype for business. The only way those two numbers could ever be correlated together is is through this agency and my left for mushrooms. Profile. I am so fucking no pissed. mustard. I guarantee only you, ketchup. Guarantee fucking to you Skype that somebody sold our bullshit. <laughs> Chicago. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Skype no, I for business. I, I, I can fucking promise you. Um, let me. I'm trying to find. I'm actually trying to find it. I sent this to you guys. Pay your money. And you guys fucking ignore me. Order like two. Like I'm wrong. <laughs> Skype for business. Uh, it's not here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you fucking? Show? No mustard. <laughs> Ketchup only. <laughs> uh, That's not how you start meeting. What? Do you, what? Chicago. All right, we got to end it though, Dia. Well, we got it. We, we can't end it on you looking for a document. I can't yeah, it. so yeah, yeah. this isn't the Whitewater episodes here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna end it on? 
I mean, this has all been a great, great, uh, great talk. You got one last point, or do we just say goodbye to everybody? Did anybody read the article just posted from Kirby about how octopuses were given um, uh, the date rape drug? What? And how they responded no. to it? No, I did not. <laughs> I don't know how to say no on that many levels. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I didn't read it. No, I didn't think it was possible. No, I don't think it should have been done. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. I think this is the cliffhanger for next week. So if you haven't uh, read the article, you should read it, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, that sounds okay. great. Uh, octopuses on ecstasy. Um, Let's hear it. Check it out. We've been the Worldwide IT guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. See you. <laughs> bye bye. The Skype for me soon. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it. Yeah, that's why 